following program may contain coarse language, suggestive dialogue, and discussion of violent imagery and sexual situations. It is intended for mature listeners who can tell the difference between facts and opinions. Welcome to the Toonami Faithful Podcast, episode number 167. Death is cheap. And especially in comics. Anime? Not so much. You just don't know. The Toonami Faithful Podcast starts now. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Toonami Faithful Podcast, episode number 167, for this week of September 21st, 2015. I'm your host this week, Jim Nelson, and with me this week are... Alvis Skrill, the founder of ToonamiFaithful.com. And... Ed Samurai, Darrell Maddox. And... Your usual host, Sketch. And... Jen, a.k.a. Tarzana. And finally... Your Patreon subscriber, Ryan West. Oh, oh boy, this is... This oh, is thank a, God we got that right, finally. <laughs> oh, yeah, the what third it, time or the fourth time? I lost track. <laughs> Damn guests. Yeah, I know, you piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> anyway, we've got ourselves uh, yeah, a loaded show this week, both here and on the Tsunami docket, so let's not waste any more time. Let's get into the Akame Gakil episode recap. Akamega Kill, Episode 6, Kill the Absolute Justice. Leone and Tatsumi stormed the illustrious Red Light District to assassinate a gang of drug smugglers. They infiltrate a temple where the targets reside, finding a large room full of women being held captive by the gang, who incapacitate them with their drug. Leone and Tatsumi assassinate the gang and their clients, while Shell and Mine move to assassinate their own target. However, they are ambushed by Seryu, who has been seeking out Shell. During the battle, the two seem to overwhelm Seryu and Koro. You know, the dog thing that apparently stole Paladin Anderson's powers? <coughs> Shell has success in attacking Seryu by chopping off her arms, but quickly finds out that Seryu has guns inside of her as part of her Imperial arm. This forces Seryu to use Koro's special attack known as its Berserker form. Koro transforms and grabs mine, attempting to crush her. Abandoning a chance to finish Seryu off, Shell breaks off her attack and intervenes and rescues Mine. When Shell is distracted by this, she is shot by Seryu, who had a hidden gun in her mouth. Shell is bitten in half by Koro as Mine watches in horror. Additional Imperial guards arrive, but Shell activates her Imperial Arms special attack, allowing Mine to escape despite her objections. Koro finally devours Shell as she reminisces of her experiences with Night Raid, expressing her happiness and finally being useful. Mine tearfully informs the other Night Raid members of Shell's fate. Mine swears to avenge her friend by her own hands. Meanwhile, S-Death is in the process of returning to the capital by Prime Minister's request. So, uh, yeah, this, um, this episode, uh, it kind of had that Madoka Magica feel to it, and 
Uh, there will be spoilers ahead, although after three years, I think the statute of spoiler limitations has expired on Madoka Magica. But I'll get into that in just a little bit. Uh, I just want to get everyone's thoughts on this episode. Uh, I guess I'll start with, you know what, I'll start with Jen. She hasn't been on in a few weeks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Missy, wow. get to it. This was a sad episode. Shell being, you know, killed was very unexpected for me because I just started to like her character. You know, the last episode they explained her background and everything. And, you know, it was sad and I cried. I, I couldn't help it. Aww. <laughs> so, um, Darrell, Swordmaster General, what'd you think? Uh, it was a very impactful episode. You know, first it was a waste of good boobs and a chick with purple hair and eyeglasses. <laughs> <laughs> Just gonna be one. The discount. There was a lot of boobs. A lot. Yeah. You know, still look at there's still plenty more boobs left. But seriously, on a serious note, this is the thing that comrades do for each other. When you're in that kind of tight spot, a comrade will gladly give up their life so that they can save the life of another and keep it on moving. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just it's there. It's the thin margin between life and death. And like I said on Twitter, someone once asked me, would I give up my life or my unit or my friends? For those people who I love and care about, I actually smiled and told that person yes mm. and started laughing. <laughs> well, that's uh, it, it's always interesting to have the soldier's perspective in this sort of stuff. I always really that's why I like having Darrell on for this. It's awesome. <laughs> it certainly is. Um Paul, did you watch it? <laughs> yeah, I saw most of it. <laughs> most of it, he says. Wow. I saw where he got. I saw where she got killed. I mean, come on now. Okay, good. So, so I mean, I pretty much agree with what these guys said. I mean, they they pretty much summed it up. I didn't cry, but you know. <laughs> yeah. Like, pretty much, it's it's You're what heartless. it is. It's I do hard to be like, dead inside. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, whatever. Um, Children, let him finish. <laughs> <laughs> but it's yeah they are children anyways um so Daddy. the one thing the one thing i didn't understand was somebody on twitter's like oh well we killed off a main character i'm like uh she's not as main character as you want it to be but she i guess you could say she's a main character i don't know about that i don't we'll know we'll get into that do. in a little bit um i just want to get everyone's thoughts first and okay. then get to the talk back so then we can have our little discussion on that um sketch what did you think all right so since this is the first time that i'm seeing this there were definitely some moments where i was like what is going on here such as she had guns in her armholes and then she had a gun in her freaking mouth <laughs> yeah i know Started to make me wonder what orifices this gal didn't have a gun in. Oh, my. Ooh. Would you like to find out? No, uh, no, not not really. <laughs> she's she crazy. When Caboose said that she was worse than Nui, Saryu was worse than Nui on last week's episode, I was like, really? Nah, nah. Nui's hard to top. Well, here's the thing about uh, Nui. He was right. <laughs> Again, all I got to say is with this chick. You might as well strap a bulletproof vest to your Johnson, too. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Protect the good. Sure. Well, uh, I guess you could say that this is another way of saying that she's popping off 
<laughs> well, at any rate, you know, in the back of my mind going into this show, I was thinking, don't get attached to anyone. Don't get attached to anyone. Dang it! <laughs> right. She's so lovable, though. I mean, my I God. know. Everybody I know likes she... the klutz in that regard. The clumsy Megane. Uh, actually, you know what, Ryan? We haven't gotten to you yet. What did you think of this episode? Uh, fantastic episode. My God, the first half. All this basically takes place, and I was sitting there thinking about that, going, this has got to be one of the strongest first halves mm-hmm. of any show I've seen in a long time. Mm. And really, it ends with just bitches. I mean, come on, that's fantastic. <laughs> just bitches. <laughs> it's just bitches, guys. Just bitches. <laughs> and by the way, uh, Jen, for, especially for you, the booty, uh, Leone, with her uh, Power Rangers transformation there. <laughs> <laughs> I felt that Fantastic. needed. I felt that needed some uh, transformation music as well. Maybe Beast when that, <laughs> maybe when that comes out on uh, Blu-ray, I'll see if I can edit that in. But <laughs> so um, the consensus is that this was a pretty awesome episode, and uh, there is a thought that I have uh, regarding this. Um, I made mention of it on Twitter earlier today. I didn't watch it as it happened because, uh, well, you know, rough day at work and the bottom falls out of the market when you come home. But thanks to the magic of DVR, I was able to watch it today. So, yay. And uh, I was very impressed with uh, this episode. I thought of it, but uh, there were some problems that I had. But in just a second, we'll get to those. For the Toonami Talkbacks this week, at Cody GGPR. Night Raid has the coolest logo this side of the NWO. Sweet! <laughs> Are you talking about NWO original or Wolfpack? NWO original. <laughs> That's a good point. Which Wolfpack was pretty much just NWO, but with it, um, the good guys and painted red. Olay! <laughs> At Meowth 900. She says, wow, Akamega Kills Death gave me more sadness than sexual assault slash AIDS online. Damn! <laughs> Ouch! Nice, Allison. Allison. You know, she I'm always has the best singers. <laughs> she always has these amazing zingers. I don't know where they come from, but she's just, just good at it. Just imagine how she sang it, and it's even funnier. <laughs> <laughs> In that monotone she has. <laughs> she's creative. She's very creative. She reminds me a lot of my sister in that regard. Yes, Just she does. Zingers oh, yeah. out of nowhere. I know. Mm-hmm. Not everybody was pleased, and it comes from the usual source at Lord Terminal. So people who called Yuki's condition forced, please don't tell me you think this same uh, think the same of this bullshit. Um, and then there's the awkward silence. Chill. <laughs> uh wasn't forced. No, I, this yeah. wasn't for. Well, I'll. You know what? I'll get into it in just a second because usually I like to formulate arguments for this sort of stuff. But anyway, uh, thoughts. First of all, when I wanted to uh, collect talkbacks for this myself, and I actually did collect some talkbacks, but I purposefully avoided the ones that were picking fights between Akame fans and Sao fans because seriously, <laughs> well, here's stop it. Yeah, this is yeah. Well, here's the way I see it: apples and oranges. You know. Uh, yeah, for sure. That's the that's just how I see it. They are apples and oranges, and it's very and, very tough to compare the two, if and, not a futile effort. And and by the way, mm-hmm. there's only one more episode of Sword Art Online too. So so they're trying to get their licks in right before. <laughs> I guess mm-hmm. so, but just chill. It'll be over in like a week. It's like Keep getting a needle. 
but you know what? Keep it up, and I'm gonna tell Jason to put to marathon that like five times on the stream. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's what let's put it this way: this next episode of Sword Art Online is like getting a 30 minute needle. It won't be pleasant, but it'll be over before you know it. <laughs> oh, stop. <Yeah. laughs> so, uh, but back to the positivity, and this I dub as the talkback of the week because this was hilarious. At Star Overlord says. Can we have a spinoff where Tatsumi and Leone cook meth together, please? Breaking Bad edition. That would be awesome. <laughs> that would be awesome. As long as Tatsumi gets that Leone bo- booty on occasion, then which she said she wanted. Oh yeah, dude, she marked That's her territory. Genius, oh yeah, oh, yeah. she marked her territory. When he's old enough. <laughs> when he's, he's old enough. Hurts. Exactly. Yeah, I think she said he'd need to get some hair on the saddle horn after all. It's a latter, it's a latter day Misato coming on to Shinji. That ear lick made me think of Anna Senpai. Oh. <laughs> Did you get some love nectar out of that? And I just saw, I just saw that episode last <laughs> night too. I couldn't sleep. I was laughing my head off. Oh man, that last episode was crazy. <laughs> I'll get to I'm in the process of catching up with Shimonetta, but that's another story, probably for uh, off-podcast stuff. <laughs> At M. Morse, 1017, it was sad to see Shell die, but I think they should have developed her more, so her death would have had a greater impact. Oh, her death had a great impact. Oh, it, it did have really an impact. impact. It, you know yeah. what? It just keeps, they just keep on wanting me to present my, uh, show my hand early, but... Just one more talk back, please. Just let me get through this last talk back here. <laughs> Come on. He's channeling his John Stewart again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how cool bear of you. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> At SZ Universe, our last Akamega Kill talk back of the week. I'm down for killing off characters, but make sure there's a character there to begin with. It's a basic thing that Akame hasn't figured out. I already knew Shell would die anime anyway, but I never knew what episode. Wow, I thought they would give her a character. Okay, now I can actually say it. Um, for And this is direct, aimed directly at Lord Terminal, who picked this fight? I'm going to say that we had more character with Shell than we ever did with Yuki. All we knew about Yuki was, okay... She plays as a, she plays the game a lot. Yay for her. Oh my god. Zo oh my god. She has super AIDS. I'm amazed that not everyone has AIDS. The gays and the straights and the white and the spades. Um, then also the, the views of Jim Nelson do not reflect the whole Tsunami Faithful podcast. <laughs> the, the hell they don't. <laughs> I'm just That's kidding. Mr. Tsunami Faithful Podcast. Oh, I'm sorry. Mr. Tsunami Podcast. <laughs> Mr. Tsunami Faithful Podcast, because I've done everything for this show. Anyway. Um the closest what? parallel that I can come up with with Shell's death, and this is probably overselling it a bit but thematically it feels the same is when mommy died in Madoka Magica that does uh, that does ring pretty similar it just does in the way that it happened and not just how it happened with her with both of them getting eaten it just happens so suddenly um but at the same time it doesn't feel fair to compare the two because Shell didn't have quite the development that Mommy did. We knew a lot more about Mommy in the two episodes that we had with her before she died. 
which that was an impactful death. I mean, that was a oh snap episode moment. That was a tearjerker, man. Mm-hmm. The character type archetype is sort of similar in that in the previous episode, I did get that feeling of a tragic heroine waiting to happen with Shell, which means that I was still going, oh no, and stuff. But at the same time, it felt kind of expected in a way. Same thing with Mommy. It was expected, sort of, kind of. There was like that 1% of my brain that knew Mommy was going to die sometime just not in the way that it happened. And that's the parallel that I can draw. Um, as for, you know, wondering, oh, well, Shell didn't have a character. Hey, she had more character than Yuki. We got backstory on Shell. That wasn't, well, I wouldn't say that it's forced or anything, but it, it was and it wasn't. It was kind of tough to say because it kind of blitzed by me because that's what Akamega Kill does is it kind of blitzes backstory by you. Um, but at least yep. it gives it to you. Um, instead of, you know, a forced reveal, you know, Shell revealed her backstory and her tragic past and how klutzy she was of her own volition. But she formed a nice relationship with Tatsumi. We just didn't get a chance to really enjoy it. Also, um, there, I don't know, it just felt like the pacing had something to do with this. Um, I felt like maybe we could have hung with it a little bit longer. Maybe, I don't know, I was kind of, I felt like the first half of the episode could have ended the episode right there if they just stretched it out just a little bit more. Um, so... Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, that's, that's the gist of my argument, is that um, while this didn't feel forced, I kind of knew it was coming. They did, It didn't feel like they killed her just because, because they didn't kill Mommy just because, you know. This is kind of a character driver that, something that will hopefully stick with mine and with Tatsumi. Uh, as well, because this is another reality check for Tatsumi as well, when you think about it. Yeah, this is the first significant death on their side. Mm-hmm. And somebody had to be the first. Exactly. That, There's no good way to peel off the band-aid. But <laughs> unfortunately, <laughs> I still feel like Shell was, you know, she was essentially a plot device. Right, yes. right. I wish they had, uh, I wish we could have, you know, hung on to Shell a little bit longer. But at the same time, I guess they were trying to to take a good plot point from uh, from Madoka Magica, which is a good series to ape. If you're going to ape something, ape the best. <laughs> I think they did a pretty good job with it because, you know, even though she was she was an important character, you know, she laid the she laid some groundwork for Tatsumi character to grow. He got pissed off. He was mad. He wanted to go out to Seriyu. But, you yeah. know, on top of that, you know, Balot put him in check. You know, he was like, look here, you knew that people was going to die once you joined Night Raid. Hmm. The thing is, you can't necessarily get completely attached to somebody, even though that does happen. On the battlefield, life is fleeting. And you can form a friendship within a matter of seconds and that person gone the next minute. Exactly. Um, that's and also. Um, crap, I forgot what I was going to say, but there is a. There's a lot to be had out of this. Oh, now I remember. Um, 
Shell gave Tatsumi a character moment in the previous episode as well, in that he was still trying to deal with the deaths of his two friends, Yeyasu and Sayo. And Shell yeah, was there. She to, comforted him that time. Who yeah. will comfort Tatsumi now? She was the flavor of the week. She was the uh, character of the week. I guess that makes it even more shocking in that. Um, what would you, you say know, was the color purple? <laughs> <laughs> Topical. But uh, yeah, that, I guess that's kind of what's so shocking is that I expected to have Shell longer than we did. And well, we didn't. <laughs> yeah. Well, based on her imperial arms, they really cut her off, didn't they? <laughs> oh! 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 Yes, her life was tragically cut short. Scissored, not the good way. She made up for it, Ryan. Good we'll, we'll miss you, Jessica Boone. It was yeah. nice to have you for a while. Yeah. Uh, I hope she's in Parasite and like stays the rest of the series this time as like compensation or something. Yeah. Well, maybe Jessica Boone will show up as, I don't know, some other character down the line, just on the side. <laughs> well, Sentai likes to get their pound of flesh out of their voice actors. So mm-hmm. I'm not talking about that in a bad way. I'm just saying, you know. <laughs> By the way, uh, one final thing about Akamega Kill before we move on. I would like to hear people say that Sentai's uh, voice acting is still bad after this episode. I dare them to say that after this episode. I dare you! I double dare you, motherfucker! Uh, you already know, well, Jim, you know, we had those conversations about a certain director and everything. Mm-hmm. So. Well. Well, actually, (laughs) and we have noticed that how it's gotten better since that director's departure from Sentai. Mm, Indeed, right? Indeed, a certain person who shall not be named. (laughs) Well, you know, Mm -hmm. you have to understand too that they're putting this on tsunami. Rhymes with Devin Oster. (laughs) (laughs) Well, okay, so they're putting this on tsunami, so they got to step their game up somewhat. Because mm-hmm. this is the premiere English dub. Yeah. So. It's still not available on Blu-ray and DVD. Waiting for Sentai to tell us that. Hopefully so it's I available for Christmas. <laughs> well, they do have it. They do have it available on Amazon like two or three days after it's played. Mm. So Each individual episode, though. Right. But it's 99 <laughs> cents per episode. So mm. is it on iTunes yet? I'm not uh, sure. It's worth I know it's Amazon. I know it's Amazon. I don't know if it's iTunes. Mm. Yeah, it is on Amazon. Okay. I just want to own it. <laughs> of course you do. Hey, I want it. I want to be able to watch it in Japanese, see how much uh, stuff translates over, and, uh, you know, maybe we'll have a formal review of it at some point. Maybe. Maybe. Mm. But that will have to wait until Akamega Kill comes out on DVD and Blu-ray from Sentai Filmworks. Uh, just like our next episode recap will have to wait until next week sad face but there's good news because there is news and it starts right now from facebook twitter and the official toonami tumblr this is toonami news powered by toonamifaithful.com
first news item this week, we got the full schedule that's starting October 3rd with Parasite, the Maxim. Of course, Dragon Ball Z Kai still leading off at midnight. Akamega Kills stays at 12.30. Parasite, the Maxim, premieres at 1 a.m., creating the Sentai Hour. At 1.30, Mijiko and Hachin shifts down a half hour, and Naruto Shippuden is still at 2, and One Piece is still at 2.30, and at 3 a.m., as we previously reported on the site about an interview that we have not yet posted, <laughs> Kill la Kill returns to the lineup. Yay! Booty, 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 booty. Booty. Excellent choice. Boobs, boobs, boobs. <laughs> yeah, I haven't really seen too many people complain about it, but then you just get these people that are yeah. idiotic. So I, why, why I would have loved to see Space Dandy again, but mm. kill a kill. They have it. Why not play it? Exactly. Well, also, you're getting these people going, why didn't they show a new show at three? Because money. <laughs> First of all, those or, people... or because it's at the end of the year. Maybe. But also, I'm convinced that these people are just going to complain for the sake of complaining because they know they're going to ruffle feathers. It's true. I, I uh, in pretty much every thread that I've seen about the 3 a.m. show, a lot of people are like, oh, it's a rerun. I don't care. I think pe some people are starting to get it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> like, OK, yeah, I understand you don't really want to rewatch a show that you've recently watched, but. Yeah. Do you want Tsunami to end earlier? Mm. <laughs> nope. Dude, I want to watch Kill a Kill again. <laughs> I do too. That dub oh, yeah. is worth reliving. That dub yeah, is yeah. so fantastic. I need to get the Dude, rest of it on Blu-ray. I'm so waiting to hear Ben Diskin again as a pimp name, Takarata. <laughs> <laughs> I think you just like to say that. Whatever, bitch. It's, it's 90%. Even, of course it's you fun do. to say, though. Yeah, yeah it, it is fun is. to say. And besides... Well, we need to get that um, that little bit of um, yeah, I'll just jealous because you don't have your own giant mecha crab. <laughs> That's not on YouTube. <laughs> somebody, exactly. Yeah. yeah, seriously, why didn't somebody record that and put it on YouTube? On YouTube. You, I'm, the TV. I'm absolutely mystified. The Blu-rays and DVDs and stuff have been out for months. Why hasn't someone ripped that and put just that little snippet on there? Other little dub snippets haven't been coming down. Yeah, little, snippets are, little snippets and funny stuff from Kill a Kill, and there's a lot of funny stuff from Kill a Kill, I think is okay to put up, as long as it's under 30 seconds. Whole episodes are a no-no. No-no. Exactly. And besides, Ben Diskin nailed Takarada down to oh. the <laughs> I mean, the Japanese version, it was fucking crazy, but then Ben Diskin just, he stepped it up another level, dude. Because that Kansai dialect is just off the chain. That just <laughs> lets, no, the thing is, I just love how Alex Von David kind of came up with this idea and just let people roll with it, you know, in kind of a fuck the haters sort of way. Because <laughs> this uh, dub selection was not only freaking hilarious, but also kind of felt like a troll to the sub elitists as well, you know? I don't know if that was conscious, but at the same time, it just feels like a giant middle finger to the subhounds. <laughs> and I really fucking hate subhounds. Exactly. Half of the motherfuckers don't even speak Japanese. No, they don't. Wow. I think I know more Japanese than some of them. 
Maybe they just like to Probably. Read. All they know is Desu, <laughs> Nani, Kawaii, and Datebio. I know Toile Temo Idiska. Which Datebio date isn't even a word. Sort of yeah, it's, it's kind just, of a nonsense term. Exactly. Yeah. Believe it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We have another update to the Toonami stream. They just keep changing how they're doing this, and it's kind of annoying, but it's kind of great at the same time. Mm-hmm. So, as we previously reported, they are encoring the Toonami block after Toonami airs. So they are doing that now on Sunday morning, seemingly until Monday morning, because they changed up the uh, the times that they're doing this. This may... Uh, I don't know. It may or may not mean that they'll update what their marathon is every morning now, or they may still be doing that for most days after the 5 p.m. Eastern pre-flight. And pre-flight's still on Tuesday, as far as we know, but they have talked about possibly moving it to Friday. Mm. And then the show marathon, whatever it is, will run... Seemingly from Monday morning until Friday evening. And then at Friday evening, they once again will be encoring the entire week's Toonami block up until the next one airs. Hmm. Actually through when the next one airs, which I think is decent enough counter programming, because if it's the previous week's block, you're probably not going to be watching it instead of the new one. (laughs) And also, there's so, a new show, from what I've heard as well, on the uh, stream as well. Yes, this week is Blue Exorcist. They didn't wait till October. I thought they'd wait for Halloween season, but, mm. well, whatever. Well, like I said earlier today, everything Halloween seems to have been coming early this year. The fall mm. beers have come out early. Dunkin' Donuts got all of their fall treats, including uh, pumpkin candles. I mean, uh, pumpkin spice coffee. Um, <laughs> pumpkin spice everything exactly pumpkin spice everything exactly, exactly. Pumpkin, pumpkin spice, spice world <laughs> pumpkin spice world but anyway um also it looks like even halloween stuff uh shows and all that were coming i thought i saw a a uh marathon of nightmare on elm street movies on sci-fi over the weekend or something like that really in september <laughs> not Something like that. I don't know. Either that or sci-fi was just starved for programming like they usually are. <laughs> <laughs> They're waiting for the next Sharknado. <laughs> no. <laughs> Finally, two hours of relevance. <laughs> they still play wrestling, don't they? Uh, only on Thursdays. Thursday Night Smackdown. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I hope the next show on the stream is Gurren Lagan. That would be nice. Yeah. But uh, I might only actually have watch so many week. shows, and uh, this this is not necessarily. Well, I can just go ahead and say, this. Uh, Jose has told me that they're going to wait until they have a remaster for IGPX before they do a marathon stream of that. He would know because he's working he would on know. that remaster. I hate you, Jose. Ever so diligently. <laughs> Ever you know I hate so you, Jose. diligently. Well, there again, too, they're not going to play it until it's about to come out on dvd so who knows when that'll be but yeah that's true actually here's something that i would like to posit is that um a lot of us wonder about what happens to shows when they finish their run on tsunami and it makes us wonder how long those licensing contracts might have been for what they entailed this that and everything else so it it leads me to believe that 
maybe there was some kind of either a renegotiated contract or language in the contract that allows Toonami to run Blue Exorcist again in a different kind of capacity or something like and that. It's possible, but they've had it on their website since airing it. Okay. So I think they've just had extended digital streaming and on-demand rights because it is also available on-demand through Xfinity and probably other providers. Okay. Well, funny enough, um, for those of you who might have missed a lot and of Blue Exorcist... And enough. <laughs> well, for those of you who might have missed uh, a lot of Blue Exorcist like I did, this is actually a really good chance to go and uh, watch a bunch of it, as much of it as yeah. you can. Yeah. The only place that the dub is streaming. Exactly. You can't watch dubs too much online because they want you to buy this stuff. <laughs> well, yeah, the dub isn't even on Netflix, even though the show is on Netflix. Which is right. a little surprising, but... Well, and also I think they may have just gone to Netflix and said, hey, you're not doing anything with that. Let us play it for like a week. Okay. <laughs> really, no, I, I'm, who knows? I'm pretty sure this is still under the same contract. The question is, will they be able to do stuff like Helsing? Oh, <laughs> I have that all of Helsing. Fantastic. I have all of Helsing Ultimate on DVD and Blu-ray. Like, seriously, how never... sweet would it be if they could do Black Lagoon, oh. Helsing, and Soul Eater? <laughs> Apparently, yeah. Gil likes Soul Eater. <laughs> Dude, Soul Eater was fucking awesome. Soul Eater is good for your soul. <laughs> we still haven't seen how they're going to handle shows that are not roughly 24 to 26 episodes. Mm. But they'll probably do whatever in 26 episode batches. Yeah, exactly. Maybe. So, I don't know. Um, when does that start? Today? Yeah, Blue Exorcist started today. Okay, so I'll have to tune in after the show's over. I might have to put Shimonetta on hold for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, they also keep changing up how many episodes these marathons go. I think they've settled on doing 12 to 13 a day now because they're only running the marathon for four days instead of seven or six or however many they've done lately. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No commercials either. Yeah, so. uh, I think if you don't have ad block on, there are commercials. Oh, okay. Just periodically. Yeah, well, I mean, if it's for the greater good, start up. if it's for yeah, the greater exactly. good, then I'll disable my also uh, go buy some KFC because they seem to be the only ones supporting this stream right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got to go and buy some KFC. Maybe I want Popeye's or Church's chicken. <laughs> well, Popeye's isn't sponsoring Toonami. <laughs> and, the right, Popeyes to the and the nearest Popeye's to me is in Boston. <laughs> then again, yeah, the nearest, nearest Popeye's away is away too. <laughs> the dude, I live in Alabama, man. It's a chicken joint on every corner. It's <laughs> one like, dude. It's a it's, seriously. It's a chicken joint like less than five minutes away. So it's from my like house. a Starbucks in Washington. <laughs> yeah. So is there or a Dunkin' Donuts in Massachusetts? <laughs> so is there like a KFC across from a KFC? <laughs> yeah. yeah. There actually was a KFC from across from a KFC at one point. <laughs> Stay just oh. giving each other the evil eyes, you know. <laughs> but anyway, wow, that one over there, that's Kentucky fried chicken. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's run by the angel Michael, and he's kind of a jackass. <laughs> yeah, way, way too much cologne. He's a real creeper. Don't go there, ladies. <laughs> well, we've lingered on this subject for quite a while. So now we should play devil as a part-timer. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. That's what I want. That's a good 3 a.m. show. That's yeah, a wonderful 3 a.m. show. There's your fucking 3 a.m. premiere, folks. One can hope. That's on Netflix right now. But anyway, here's the ratings for September 12th. Sketch, if you would, please. Oh, okay. Yeah, Sorry to get us on that tangent. <laughs> 18 to 49 ratings. Dragon Ball Z Kai, 839,000. Akami Kill, 770,000. Michiko and Hachin, 667,000. Sword Art Online 2, 587,000. Naruto Shippuden, 534,000. One Piece, 452,000. And Attack on Titan finishes the night with 388,000 viewers, 18 to 49. And the total viewer ratings, Dragon Ball Z Kai, 1,343,000. Akamiga Kill, 1,203,000. Michiko and Hachin, 1,024,000. Sword Art Online 2, 931,000. Naruto Shippuden, 726,000. One Piece, 613,000. And Attack on Titan, also 613,000. You ungrateful bastards about one piece. I fucking hate you. <laughs> well, let's not despair too much because I'd say at least uh, 75%, 75 to 80% anyway, of One Piece's viewers were in that 18 to 49 demographic. So there's a win right there. Uh, yeah. Got to take exactly. the wins where they may. <laughs> Especially with One Piece, you ungrateful pieces of shit. Of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Why does it always come back to One Piece, Jim? Come on. Because One we Piece is awesome. We have our reasons. Because One Piece is yeah. awesome, and people more deserve people to see more of Nami's it. boobs. Hell yeah. <laughs> oh, and Robin's Paul boobs. Would this. Go, go ahead, Paul. <laughs> go ahead, mention the article, Paul. Oh, well, yes, there's the article on ToonamiFaithful.com from our uh, new article writer, ed editorial person, I should say. Uh, his name is Chris, or CJ. And, hey, CJ. And he wrote a wonderful article that actually was – how, what am I looking for? The word I'm looking for was received well by everybody. Mm -hmm. So look for some more articles. And I, I think we made a good choice on him. Mm -hmm. I think we, yeah, we did. did. So. Even I had an editorial last week. Everybody's got the writing bug. Yeah. <laughs> yeah all of a sudden, like all of a sudden I start looking for somebody and then sketch and Jim are like, Oh, we're going to write articles. I'm like, where were you like three years ago? We didn't know you three do. years ago. <laughs> True. I hate that I even knew you three years ago, Paul. Didn't want to know you three years ago. Oh, <laughs> I'm still because I do know you. Uh, hey, hey, Jen. Uh, um, um, do do you do you want to be off for another five episodes? Are we gonna threaten me with this again? <laughs> I could. Because you know what? Uh, 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 we will overrule you. No, we will overrule you. Because Besides, we want Jim and I are the one who edit this podcast. We will overrule. <laughs> we shall overrule. Besides, Paul, Jen has something that you don't. She has boobs. Well, actually, you got boobs, but Jen's are better. <laughs> um, Wait, his might be bigger than mine, though. I those are moobs, not boobs. <laughs> <laughs> They're not the same. <sighs> <laughs> Is Paul why you be so mooby? 
<laughs> trending. <Empty> head. <laughs> yeah, so let's, let's, let's of, trending. Fingering, let's move on with the podcast. <laughs> yeah, tre- trending, trending. Yeah, trending, trending. Yeah, <laughs> that, that means talk about the trending sketch. Yes, I know. I'm. Or, or we may trend something while it, while it takes you five hours to do it. What are you running, a Commodore 64 there, bud? <laughs> Sometimes I wonder. All right. So, United States trends. Hashtag Toonami trended during Michiko and Hachin on the East Coast. Sword Art Online on the West Coast. Naruto Shippuden on the West Coast. And Attack on Titan on the East Coast and the West Coast. Besting at number one. Show trends, hashtag DBC Kai, number one, hashtag Akamega Kill, number one, hashtag Michiko and Hachin, number one, hashtag Sword Art Online 2, number one, hashtag Shippuden, and hashtag One Piece, number one. Shippuden's your slack and you got to number seven. Eh, you know, just trending is good. Yeah, oh yeah. But worldwide trending's even better. Yeah. Hashtag Kami Got Kill barely scrapes the list at number 10. And hashtag Michiko and Hachin at number 5. Woo-hoo. We also had a Tumblr trend of hashtag Toonami and a Google Plus trend of Shingeki no Kyojin, which is the Japanese name for Attack on Titan. Fucking <laughs> weebs. <laughs> so we kind of had a perfect trend, but hashtag Attack on Titan did not trend. Sad. And hashtag Shingeki no Kyojin on Google Plus does not count. Sure they it does. Don't, they don't look at Google Plus. <laughs> at least I don't think they do. But even still, um, most people aren't going to know what the Japanese name of Attack on Titan is. So nice try, weebs. Better luck next time. <laughs> I end up wondering why that even trended then, but no, whatever. Might Maybe have been it has something for, uh, to do with the, uh, with the, high the new show coming out. Yeah. Junior high, actually. <laughs> Junior high. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I might watch it for the thematic dissonance between that and Attack oh, on I'm Titan. Oh, I'm totally going to watch it because Levi's a teacher. Oh. That's hilarious. Does he beat the <laughs> shit out of Aaron, too? Oh, I hope so. I hope so. I'll be disappointed if he doesn't. <laughs> I I expect many short jokes. <laughs> We're all short on the yeah. inside. Moving on. Yeah. So that is the trending rundown. So, good week. Unfortunately, uh, the streak has ended. Yeah. How many weeks was that? I've lost track. It's pretty much the entire summer. More or less. Summer of Toonami. Yeah. I don't don't get it. Why why didn't it attack on Titan trend? It couldn't break past Wild Toonami. Uh, (laughs) I guess so. But that's that's not certainly not bad. I mean, look at all the number ones and a couple of worldwide trends. So fantastic job, everyone. But we must remain ever diligent. Yep, the price of freedom is eternal vigilance. Damn right. So, uh, getting to the miscellaneous talkbacks, there were quite a few. Some good ones, and also some new challengers as well. Ooh. Yes. Round one, fight! But first, Tom Alvarez2326 says... While the Toonami Encore stream is a good idea, people shouldn't take advantage of it to make a main to make it a main priority slash source for it. Agreed. Oh, yeah. We had this conversation you, last week. I don't want to repeat myself. 
Well, I'll do but it for just you. So you know, we're not the only ones that think it. Yeah. <laughs> also, those in Canada, you enjoying Tanami? You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> At Cannon Frost, the national anthem for the faithful. I have feels at every emotional scene. Oh, hell no. <laughs> oh, hell no. He just went Ben Diskin on us. Or rather, a pimp named Ben Diskin. Ah, <laughs> oh, hell no. Y'all, go, y'all ain't gonna say fears around these parts. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> that da- certainly was the theme of Toonami this week. It certainly was. Funny enough... Someone was poignant enough to actually bring that out, and it's one of our new challengers. At Mangaman 9000, Dende's dead, Shell's dead, Yuki's dying, and Asuma's got a funeral. Theme of the week, everyone's fucking dead! Everybody dies. <laughs> and they come back on the walking dead as an extra. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> at Dowfax says wait wait I got the perfect comeback for d- tonight's DBZ Kai oh my god he killed Dende you bastard well you know Frieza does have a little thing for the boys yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he likes her oh, it seems I penetrated him <laughs> oh god <laughs> healers down <laughs> moving on different type of feels <clears throat> and people are yeah, people it's are a different type of feels. <laughs> and people feels are offended uh, by uh, Sword Art that. Online too. Uh, <laughs> at M Morse ten seventeen says Michiko had a date with the Twilight Zone in last night's episode of Michiko and Hutchin. That's what happens when you do strums and acid, kids. You know what? It you was can trippy. you can really <laughs> see once again the influence of Shinichiro Watanabe. Brain scratch anyone? <laughs> yeah. Um. Hello, magic hands. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> magic hands. I got the magic hands. Hiroshi certainly had snake. magic hands. <laughs> <laughs> At Meowth 900, Luffy taught me a very important lesson this week. Never spend Nami's money, or else she'll beat you purple. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Very true. Nami loves money much more than most things. Not gonna lie, I certainly enjoyed that scene when she was sticking her head in there and her butt was swaying from side to side. Where's my money? Dude, I was like, dude, I started throwing dollars at the freaking TV screen. <laughs> Here's your money, first... <laughs> Dude, I made it rain at night. <laughs> yeah, where's that gift of Takarada? My hair's so good. It could been Paul until the uh, butt shake. <laughs> at Rob Barracuda <laughs> at Rob Barracuda I didn't know Dr. Oz was guest starring in Michiko and Hotchin this week <laughs> <laughs> that's good yeah. that's like- Dr. Oz <laughs> hey, and our other actually our third new challenger at E. Johnson Chelsea hashtag because Toonami is better than sleep yes it is Good, certainly good is. Stuff there. Oh, yeah. I have more talkbacks. You have more? Well, Yet another challenger. Well, let us hear at, them. At Cannon Frost, the next couple episodes of One Piece will separ- be separate stories till the boat is finished. So, filler. Yeah. There's your warning. <laughs> Not a new challenger, but Mr. Tib brings up a very good points. 
I wonder what the ratings will be for the last two episodes of Attack on Titan now that me and other Dish Network users will be able to watch them. Hmm. It better be good, because y'all did bleach wrong. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, nice. We got three new challengers this week. And, and just so you know that there are people that are watching Dragon Ball Z for the first time. Cody GGPR said, first time watching DBZ. Moments like Dende dying are why I'm glad I avoided any DBZ spoilers. So shocked by this. Wow. Hmm. I'm not convinced that Dende's dead. <laughs> well, it is Dragon Ball Z, yeah. so... Yeah, character death in Dragon Ball Z means about as much as character death in comic books. So... <laughs> Well, I mean, look at how many times Krillin the guy killed and came back. <laughs> Krillin is basically Kenny of fucking DBZ. Yeah. <laughs> More or less. Every oh, character is a Phoenix title. incarnate. Mm-hmm. That's Dad, reborn. Right there. Yeah. The underscore bodyguard 31 said, can we get a moment of silence for all the deaths that occurred last night? Yes. Okay, moment of silence over. <laughs> And wow. Arthur wanted Darrell to play Taps for Shield. <laughs> I just not gonna play Taps for Shield. You can't play Taps for everybody in a comic of Kill, or we'll be doing it every week. It's not his special. Be, he won't finish the first round of Taps before someone else gets it. Yeah, exactly. It does take him a while to play Taps. He'll run out of breath and hyperventilate, then pass out. <laughs> Oh, he should do that then. I'm for that. That's okay. Oh, <laughs> oh I guess the needs to work on his lung capacity. Hey, oh, that's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> that's right, Ryan. I set him up. You knock him down. Yes. Hey, speaking of lung capacity, come on. The the TV show that was airing the the soap opera with the panty shot. And Michiko and Hashin. <laughs> come on, spread her legs. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Wow, that Can you goes tell tsunami. What my are? Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I don't like to be restricted. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> you can be restricted. Shoot, it's just an everyday Me thing. Me neither. The same. Nope. New, new, new. I guess with the miscellaneous talkbacks done, it's on to almost the end of Sword Art Online Two, and the recap. Uh, you know we. We what? we keep forgetting to mention the other thing that airs on Toonami every week. Which is so this week it was a Mad Max game review. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> and it Thanks is yeah. gave it an eight out of ten because it's good, but it's not fantastic. But it's better than most licensed games, so it deserves at least yes, that. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> Sarah made a point of saying mm, licensed games usually bad. <laughs> this one's good. Hey, not and everything can be Batman on NES. That's true. <laughs> yeah. And it's currently up on our site right now as we speak. Yes, it is. Okay. Am I forgetting anything else? No. Okay. No, good. I think you got it now. Okay, good. Stick me. Sword Art Online 2 episode recap starts right now. Story.
Sword Art Online 2, Episode 23, Beginning of a Dream. On the day after Asuna's reunion with Yuki, Asuna takes a bi-directional communication probe to guide Yuki around the school. Yuki takes part in the lectures and becomes popular with her classmates. Like every new student does in anime. <laughs> Afterwards, Asuna takes Yuki to the old Kono residence, which Yuki reveals is about to be torn down soon, so she wished to see it for one last time. She then admits that by seeing her house, she realized how her mother had been surrounding her with her feelings. Asuna tells Yuki about her relationship with her own mother and asks Yuki how to be as strong as her. However, Yuki says that she was not strong, but instead, she did not feel like she had time to waste, so she would always be honest with her feelings. Yeah, I know how honest I would be with my feelings. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. You're cool, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. Pretty much like I am right now. <laughs> I love you. I hate you. I know. I, know. I love you, all Group hug. Get your hands. Mule hugs. Yay, I feel better now. I can I feel better now. I can finish this episode recap. <laughs> she then recommends Asuna to talk with her mother and share what she felt. Using Yuki's advice, Asuna asks Kyoko to log into ALO with her so she could show it to her. Kyoko reluctantly accepts and uses Asuna's sub-account to log in. At the forest house, Kyoko is reminded of her parents' home. Asuna then tells her mother about how happy her parents were of her and how they wished to protect their home so Kyoko would have a place to return to. Asuna then realizes that she realized how life was not about just doing things for oneself and how the happiness of others could make one happy as well. Thus, she desires to remain in her current school where she could support the ones she loved. The next morning, Kyoko tells Asuna that if she planned to support someone, she had to be strong herself. Thus, she would have to work hard on her grades to get into a good university, and whether Asuna would have to transfer would depend on her progress. Asuna accepts her mother's proposal before leaving. Okay, kids, uh, what did you all think of this episode of Sword Art Online 2? Uh, it was decent for the first time. I didn't think Yoko was a bitch, and she actually showed some humanity for once. <laughs> and she did give Asuna some sound advice, and Asuna was no longer completely self-absorbed being Kirito's wife at that point. She actually <laughs> decided to get some fucking goals for her life. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, here's what I... Actually, you know what? I'll go last. Um, Jen, what did you think? I think it was a great idea for Asuna to bring her mom into the virtual world to see where she's coming from. You know, just to get an idea of what she's thinking and what she wants to do with her life. And mm. I thought that was a great idea. And it, it did, it helped. You know, her mother started to think, okay, well, maybe I'll let you go to this school, you know, to just get good grades, you know. Yeah. I, I think it was a great idea. I really did. I love this episode. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm really. Yep, go ahead. Go ahead. Nope, give... No, I'm, I'm, I was just going to say I'm really sad it's going to end. Yeah. <laughs> well, here's what I think is that um, I found it actually almost kind of hilarious how, um, Asuna's mom ended up, uh, you know, turning away from the, uh, from the headgear. It was, uh, but the way she sounded when she said that line, it just made me think she was kind of sundere for the virtual world. It, it's not like I like AOL, AOL or anything. Baka. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Baka. How convenient that uh, her alternate avatar looks so much like her mother. <laughs> <laughs> Mommy dears. Anyway. Sub account probably. If I had to guess, the sub account probably like defaults to what someone like legit looks like. <laughs> no, they actually showed what it looked like before oh. several episodes back when they said, "Are you going to use blank account?" And they were showing the two different accounts side by side. Oh, okay. 
So that part uh, I what, the best. what's up, Asuna? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that want to look f- like a younger, cuter version of your mother. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's fine. It's normal. So funny how Japanese women are so concerned about their weight. You barely wearing a thing. <laughs> Uh, you know what, Darrell? You just volunteered yourself for the next uh, round of thoughts on this episode. <laughs> I already said my piece. <laughs> he did. Oh. He did. Okay. Yeah. Go home, Jim. David, I thought. David, I thought he didn't. Oh well. <laughs> Who wants to go next? That would be me. Okay. So, again, I'm going to say this one more time. This is another reason why this series is. So good. And I think that actually Sword Art Online 2 has redeemed itself in a lot of ways by doing episodes like this because it, it actually – I don't want to say – I don't want to say redemption, so to speak. I don't know why you're laughing, but um, – Shut up. You know, I, I don't want to say like this is like Asuna's redemption because it's not because she didn't do anything wrong. But I'm, I'm it's kind of like her um, becoming – uh, not not epiphany, but maybe like coming back to who she really is, because really like her whole character got screwed up by the the second part of Sword Art Online one. So I mean, it, to see like her kind of grow in this part of the series is refreshing and also a good thing because she is a strong character, and this just goes to show that she is a strong character and not just somebody that sits there and goes, "Oh, Kirito saved me." Mm-hmm. You know, and that that's I think a lot of people can relate to what what's going on. And can also, you know, one thing that you had said earlier that kind of bothered me, Jim, was you had said that um, Yui, mm. um, she didn't have any like backstory to her. Well, Yui last or Yuki? Episode, Yuki. Was okay. it Yuki that you're talking about or Yui? Yuki. Um, okay, I, okay. I only asked because you said Yui, and I'm like, well, of course she doesn't well, have a backstory. She's a program. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. She's just a program. No, no, no. Yui's Yuki. a Digimon, only not as cool. Well, I wanted to, I, no, I, I wanted to make sure that you were talking about Yuki. Yeah. So oh, yeah. Um, the one thing that I need to say about that was is I actually thought that they gave a lot of um, backstory on her. They could have – like Sword Art Online is – very, very notorious for being like, oh, here's a character. Oh, by the way, we're not going to give you that much backstory, you know, and the pissing off some people about certain characters where this one, you know, yeah, we, we got to a point where like, okay, so are you going to give us the story or are we just going to sit here and be like, no, nope, you, she's got AIDS, whatever, mm-hmm. you know, um, and, and it actually, I thought that they actually did give her a good backstory, mm. you know, I do too. I mean, I, I can't, I can't see that. How much more do we needed to say about her? It, it it was to the point. It did it correctly, and they didn't rush it. And that's the one thing that Sword Art Online does is they take all this crap, as Colt has pointed out, in, in you know they take it all and they try to stuff it into this anime. And it's refreshing to see them actually take one episode and go, okay, this is why this is happening, and explain it and go, okay, now I understand. Now I get to go deeper into this character. And it's and you know it, I think it actually gave Sword Art Online a lot better of an image, okay. And, and there's going to be people out there that are going to, you know, troll it's, it's, and you be know, like, it's the pissing contest. It's the never-ending yeah, exactly. pissing contest. And, and I'm and I'm tired of this fucking pissing contest. Look, Sword Art Online is either you're either going to like the anime or you're not. If you don't like the anime, that's your opinion. I'm not going to sit there and tell you don't have to have your opinion. But when you step over the line and start like tearing people down 
and being stupid about it in the regards that people have, it, it's it's over. You you have nothing to say. Your points are invalid. Shut the fuck up and get the fuck off of Twitter before I block you. But here's the th- but uh, on that same token, there, Paul. Um, I think it is fair to say that a lot of Sword Art fans, and by a lot I mean the vast majority of them, have been way too hypersensitive about it. Uh, there oh, are yeah, a, there are a ton of people out there, and we know a few that are on Twitter that just will not accept any criticism and right. will make direct comparisons from Sword Art to another show, blindly attacking said shows and ref- and you know being dragged kicking and screaming into it seeing goes both other ways. yeah media. that's what i was yeah. gonna say so, it goes both ways and, yeah, and i had to i had to speak for the other side though and you this know, is to be quite honest is, right and i this, will say i've been blocked by people who are sword art fans and not by people who are sword art haters hmm. yeah <laughs> and i'm relatively <laughs> positive on sword art so you're definitely a lot <laughs> yeah, more positive than i am sketch Right. And, and, you know, I'm going to, you know, it, it goes both ways. Like, like you said, sketch. And that's what I was going to say too, is it goes both ways and it shouldn't be happening. And this has been, this is probably the only show that's been on Toonami in its whole history, including Cartoon Network, besides maybe Hamtaro and you know, maybe something <laughs> else. People, there, was, there was no, like, people were people telling were ev- not- other people to get castrated because they didn't exactly. like Hamtaro. Like that one <laughs> yeah, asshole yeah. did to well, Allison. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm saying like, the only thing that came close to this was Hamtaro, and that's not like as that's nowhere near what's going on. With no, Star everybody Trump. was either in agreement that this doesn't fit Toonami, or well, this is cute anyway. So whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I mean, that's kind of sad that you know a show like this that in most aspects are good. And to be honest, Paul, I think that's just because the internet has changed to be yeah. a much more hostile place since. Amtaro aired on Toonami. Yeah, if no. Amtaro aired on Toonami now, Ooh. there would be blood running in the Ooh. Twitter streets. I'd probably be dead. Yeah, yeah I put it to you like this: anybody can be a gangster behind a computer screen. Mm. So you know, anybody that really want to say something to me, uh, step your ass from behind the screen, and I'm gonna show you what it's like to be but real. Let me, let me just. Better comparison if Teen Titans Go aired on Toonami now. Oh dear God! Oh, oh dear sweet oh, merciful God! Do oh, not, uh, do I, not. I would be one of those people to like destroy it immediately. I but Kill it with I mean, fire. let me just look, guys. Look, Sword Art Online is not going away. There's I, actually I'm not, it is <laughs> for, I'm a not, I'm not, yeah, for a it's little ending. bit. Yeah, for a little bit. But what I'm trying to say is like it's not going to be going away anytime soon. This is a popular series. It's as far as I know, and I don't have any confirmation on this. I've heard that it actually has been approved for a third season. I believe it has. Yes. Yeah, I've I've heard something about that. So, I mean, I can't say that it is because I don't have official confirmation. But, you know, I I don't see this series going anywhere anytime soon. And I don't see it not playing on Toonami anytime soon. Like it's probably going to rerun on the stream. And it, I, I, well, I don't know if it's going to rerun on Toonami itself because of all Who this. knows? Well, here's yeah, how I, I see it. No. But here's how I see it. They haven't rerun Sword Art Online the first season yet. So I'm sure. not thinking, I'm thinking maybe they won't run it either. Because remember, they haven't marathoned either Sword Art uh, series despite uh, requests right. to do so. Well, we don't, we also don't know what they have the rights to and mm. what these companies are going to yeah. do, but you know, True. just to finish this up, I mean, look, look guys, this is a series that is both 
good in most aspects, but in some aspects is not so good. And yeah, okay, fine. They didn't do it the right way. But at the, at the end of the day, you know, we shouldn't be at the degree of talking about this almost every single podcast because people can't shut the fuck up on both sides. Mm-hmm. You know, this is this is about tsunami. This is not about a goddamn show. This is about making sure that tsunami lasts for as long as we can make it last. And by infighting and doing all this stupid shit, you know, it, it just makes it, it it's not going to do us any good. In the long run, we're going to at some point something's going to happen to where ratings are going to suffer because of it or even like tweeting is going to suffer from it look look at how tweeting suffered for most of what i mean most of this year it, it suffered and then all of a sudden we put a video out and everybody's like oh hey look it, it's it mm-hmm. now it can trend you know i mean it, we need to we need to understand look if you don't like a show don't watch it i'm not going to tell you to watch a show at this point if you don't want to watch a show, I'm sorry. I know people don't want me to say that, but if it's on Toonami, you don't want to watch a show, don't watch it. At this point, you know, I'm getting sick and tired of this. If you don't want to watch it, don't watch it. And you know what? If you can keep it on the TV and just turn it off, that would be great. But if you can't even do that, then don't. Okay? I'm Look at of- me. I haven't watched Naruto since it came onto the block. <laughs> Ooh. Okay, then. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, if I can do it for Naruto, you guys can do it for Sword Art. Yeah, yeah. Naruto's got... been on since January 2014. Well, actually, Naruto has yeah. been on since before that. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I just have some words for both sides on this. Um, hey, I haven't said anything yet. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> sketch. Go right I don't ahead. Think Ryan has either. Ryan, yeah. you have any thoughts? Um, I don't know. You know, SAO is tough. I, I struggle with, uh, the parts of it. Um, there's some good, there's some bad, obviously this episode, like Paul mentioned, it, it was kind of refreshing to basically have one full episode of character development. Um, for once. <laughs> well, and, and to be honest, like I, I have problems even with this episode just because of my background with SAO, but I appreciate for what it is, and I'm okay if people like it or not. Um, but come on, it has let's see, not Star Wars copyright, um, <laughs> like sword sword beam thingies, you know, and beam sword, um, beam sword, yeah. It's it's fine, you know. It's I, I don't understand the hate one way or the other. Hmm. Hmm. Actually, love just show I, love. You know what? I don't. You know what? This is the kind of hate I reserve for wrestlers getting undue pushes than what I'm seeing from, uh, you know, the Sword Art Online uh, dissenters. Um, I can't really hate a show uh, like that. I just call out when stuff is stupid. <laughs> and I'm seeing and there is a, a lot, lot of stupid. There is. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. There, there is a lot there. of stupid. But it's all right. I, okay. I, I will say without a shadow of a doubt, there is a lot of really stupid shit that goes on in Sword Art Online any season. Doesn't matter. But you know what? I am still entertained. I'm still yep. watching right. it. And you know what? Um, you know, I'm going to sketch. I'm going to let you say your part. And then I'm going to say uh, a little something about uh, Sword Art, this particular episode. Right. So. This episode, as mentioned before, is pretty much all character development. The thing that kind of gets me with this is 
this is the kind of stuff like learning this kind of stuff about Yuki, learning about her family experience, all of this kind of stuff would have been good to hear before you find out that she's got super AIDS. AIDS. Super AIDS. AIDS. (laughs) Or, Oh, what, what did I, I wrote it down. Uh, somebody gave it the perfect description. Uh, it was Austin guest. Yuki doesn't have AIDS. She doesn't have super AIDS. She has the deadly super AIDS God super AIDS. And that's her. <laughs> Which is a reference to Dragon Ball Z Resurrection of F. And how stupid the name Super Saiyan God Super Saiyan is. They're going by the Nintendo naming conventions at this point. <clears throat> Would you like a new used 3DS? A used new 3DS? <laughs> uh, they didn't put Ultra in there, though. Oh, yeah. Forgot <laughs> Ultra. You need Ultra. And, and Knuckles. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> okay, so I honestly feel more for Yuki in this episode than any episode prior because you get to see her reaction to seeing her old family home, which, by the way, reminded me of that destitute old home in Clenad, complete with lawn furniture. (laughs) (laughs) And you get to see her reaction to that. You get to have that conversation between her and Asuna regarding uh, her mother's religious beliefs. That was interesting, though I kind of feel like Sword Art was taking uh, some pot shots at religious folks. (laughs) It's Japan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, say. Remember, Asuna is going to be the wife, though. So at least yeah. we got that and covered. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, true OTP confirmed. Asuna's like, well, you're almost of age, so you could just marry somebody and then you could own the house. It's like, Asuna, okay, That's uh, like- I get what you're saying, but... <laughs> She's what? totally got the hots for you, Asuna. And how dare her aunt want to do something useful with that space? <laughs> right? Yeah. But I did like to see Yuki go to school and stuff. It's like, hey, I've read before. See, that? that's all really good, nice stuff. You know, it, it's good to see that kind of thing happen. And what do you know, that uh, whole... Uh, Bi-directional communication probe. What a horrible name. That thing has an incredible <laughs> wireless range, I will say. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it does. So how how, how nice is it that that allowed her to go to school? Because obviously you're not going to take somebody with uh, super AIDS, God super AIDS. To... <laughs> yeah, you school. can't take her to school, but that that's a nice thing that they were able to do that. And I... Even though it's all very convenient that that all worked out as such, I I do like how that happened. And then we finally get to Asuna talking to her mother. And honestly, she did need to go through that experience with Yuki before she would have the cojones to stand up to her mother. And that's kind of shows some weakness on Asuna's part. But I think she just came to the conclusion of, you know, life is too short. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. I got to. I got to do whatever I can to convey to my mother that this is what I want to do with my life. Mm -hmm. And I think that shows a lot of strength Mm -hmm. for Asuna. I don't necessarily think that her ideals and her goals are truly worthwhile because, yeah, you can say, yeah, I want to support those I love, but have some aspirations (laughs) of your own, honey. Yeah. (laughs) Well, it's like, I want to support those I love. Okay, how? Um, Let me get back to you on that. Yeah, uh, so I appreciate that her mother uh, compromised 
with her. That's good. And I I did definitely feel something when her mother and her were having that conversation. Her mother started tearing up. It, hmm. it all kind of came to a realization. Asuna was kind of playing dirty, evoking <laughs> memories of uh, her grandparents' home and stuff. But Dude, sometimes Fair you play. Gotta be dirty. <laughs> yeah. Very useful negotiation tactic, but... I yeah, I, I honestly, I felt more in this episode than I did in the previous episode, which was mm-hmm. all just a drama bomb. And yes. even though that is also sad, uh, it this all felt a little bit more legit. Yes. Yes. Um, and I, I, I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was a little dull at points, but oh, yeah. it was a decent episode. Character development uh, episodes are rarely exciting in any way, but um, I will say that um, if we had more of this in Sword Art, then I wouldn't be so down on it the way I am, because, um, you know, it, it's just like... By, by the way, it's good to point out that this is probably the topic for the night. Probably. This <laughs> <laughs> is the topic for the yeah. night. Yeah, this was a genuine character moment that we got from Yuki and from Asuna, excuse me, and from her uh, mother. But also, yes, we did get some genuine character moments from Yuki. But I agree with you, Sketch, in that we needed these earlier before we found out she had super aids. Um, Yeah, granted, it would be kind of difficult to do that because... A lot of this is circumstances like her dying wish, more or less. This is her bucket list. (laughs) Exactly. But at the same time... you could have conveyed a lot of this information and a lot of these feelings earlier. This goes back to what I was talking about last week when I was saying, yeah, why did Bellamere work out so much in One Piece? It's because we had the chance to get to know her. Because we got to see... You know, what her life was like and what Nojiko and Nami meant to her. Um, I really feel that this was probably one of the strongest character moments in the entire show, both seasons. And it wasn't just, you know, wish fulfillment like a lot of the show is. Because uh, when you look at it, Kirito is just a blank slate. Somebody for the viewer to project themselves onto and the thing about it is that i really felt that this was the character that we were going to get from yuki from asuna for a long long time and that was robbed from us in fairy dance and she was practically invisible in gun gale online or death gun bullet of bullets i forget the name of that arc but the fact remains that they had the wherewithal to make this character moment happen. It, I just felt like the only thing to make it better is if it had kind of happened of her own volition, but, you know, take what you can get and stuff like that. It did feel a little, almost a little cliched at times, but then again, anime for a long time hasn't necessarily been a bastion of originality. So... Um, I'm okay, though, with that age group needing your friends to get strength. I mean, I get yeah. that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's been an anime trope since time immemorial. Sure. So, 
you know, uh, you can't have everything, but this, um, I accept this character moment for what it is, and I thought it was very, uh, I thought it was pretty well done, about as well done as anything I've seen in sword art in terms of storytelling outside of, you know, the typical um, animation and music and voice acting. So, yay. <laughs> All right, well, I think we need to uh, get to the talkbacks here. Yes, we do have Toonami talkbacks here. At Mr. Tibbs says, On the finale of Sword Art Online 2, will Asuna and Yugi get married? Is Kirito OP enough to cure AIDS? Find out next week on Toonami. Yeah, we know that shit <laughs> Not even Kirito's uh, that OP. He, I mean, there's OP, and then there's being Keanu Reeves in The Matrix. Uh, <laughs> Whoa. At Khaki Blue Sox says, Remember when this show used to be about a life or death fight in a game and not a very special Blossom episode? Damn, man. You took it back. Whoa. 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 I, I didn't even know Whoa. what he was talking about, but. Next time on a very special episode of Sword Art Online 2. Yeah. <laughs> it's the Christmas I episode. I there. It's Blossom. No, it's the Christmas episode, but it's one of those really depressing Christmas episodes from British television. <laughs> oh. Sword Art already had a depressing Christmas episode. Touche. <laughs> And Kirito killed Santa. <laughs> well, to be fair, it was robot Santa, so little of value is lost. <laughs> at Gamer for Life 123 says, I want you to see my world at Jeremy Lee. <laughs> yes, that was tweeted at Jeremy Lee. So he's trying to be like Chris Cologne? I don't know. <laughs> We're not going to talk about Chris. <laughs> I don't know. At MikeJinX89, remember when these VR MMO games were used for murder and brainwashing? I certainly do. <laughs> and then Lurid Terminal says, I don't care what anyone says. This has been far more emotional than Akamega Kills Shock Death. No. 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 Different stories for different folks. Akamega Kills Death was not forced on us. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I think they well, were both forced. Yeah, they were, well, I mean, they were both emotional. Like I said, way. like I said earlier, um, it was you know, Akamega Kill was more unexpected than forced because the thing is, if you're gonna call that death kind of forced, a shock death like that forced, then you're gonna have to call every other shock death in anime forced. Uh. And to be completely fair. <laughs> Because you're going to have to call Mommy's death in Madoka Magica forced. You're going to have to call Captain Garma's death in Mobile Suit Gundam forced. So here's the thing with the comic kill. I mean, every they already set up. People are going to die. This is a war. So that all makes sense. That doesn't come out of nowhere. They already explained when two users of the Imperial Arms go up against each other, somebody's going to die. It's too more than likely. Enter. One man lead, two men enter, one, one man, man lead. lead. Oh, come on. Can't we just get beyond Thunderdome? Sorry. No. <laughs> uh, we didn't make the Finn and Jake reference during the Akamega kill. Yeah, but I didn't really find it apropos to use. I mean, Oh, come on. It's just as time. Come on and grab your friends. <laughs> <laughs> I hit you, Skid. Seriously, you the hue. 
It's Coro uh, the dog, it's Siri the human. Demons. The killing never Demons. ends. It's just his time. Well, <laughs> yeah. a little bit like gluttony too. He did look like gluttony. He I really mean, especially did. Especially when he went into berserker mode. The yeah. problem is, um, I just could not get the Paladin Anderson regenerator thing out of my head. Maybe I need to watch it again. But, but then again, I'd say that Coral looked like Snoopy on steroids. <laughs> <laughs> or Snoopy talks just about as much. Or Snoopy just sick of everyone's shit. He wants uh, <laughs> he wants Woodstock to speak the Queen's English. He wants to just pound Charlie Brown into dust. He already hates Lucy, so he just wants to punt her into the next county. <laughs> and just you. And he's tired of hearing nothing but wah 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 wah. <laughs> Yeah, Snoopy's main problem is having people speak English, although he can't do it himself. <laughs> so we all know Snoopy is the most competent person out of that whole fucking series. Pretty hey, much. Um, I just imagine I just imagine the subtitles like when Snoopy goes on a steroid rampage and he ends up sounding like Jules from uh from Pulp Fiction. And, he, <laughs> and the subtitles say, English, motherfucker, do you speak it? <laughs> Oh. Snoopy voiced by Sam Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> how how do we not talk about as death? Oh uh, yeah. Well, the thing is, she was uh, on the she stream. She showed for up in the very seconds. end. Is like I'm home. And hello. I'm home. Dude. I'm mounting Ew. some kind of thing that belongs in Star Wars. People will die, and I have boobs. Oh, those boobs. Oh God. The mess death babies. <laughs> oh, dude, that is, those are fat worthy boobs. We've exit. We've pretty much talked all about this. So. We've mined this. Yeah. Oh, hey. <laughs> <laughs> We've mined it. <laughs> that was unintentional, but I made it intentional. So ha. Let's get the hell out of here. Yes. Uh, real quick, we have something, a little small thing for you from Kadesh Flow, and that's going to happen right now. Folks, I'm here with the man himself, uh, Kadesh Flow. How are you doing, sir? I'm great. How are you? Good. And uh, we have the CD that we're doing together, don't we? Yeah, man. Thanks for joining us. It's going to be lit. It's called We Are the Faithful. And why why should people go out and get this CD? Because, you know, I could sit here all day and be like, hey, you need to go buy this CD. But, you know, I'm not believable, so. Well, besides that, it's going to be amazing. I would say it's going to be fire, but everybody that puts out a mixtape from their garage band suite now says that their mixtape is fire. So I will say that it is going to be an amazing sounding, well-crafted, lyrically potent project. But aside from that, for all of you who are anime fans and Janami fans, it is actually a thematically based One Piece EP. And by that, I mean um, it's taking you through an emotional journey that's kind of kind of what you're feeling through a certain portion of One Piece, uh, starting in the Arlong saga, really when Nami first asked Luffy for help. I said Luffy on accident. Luffy for help. 
and he puts that hat on her head and it just turns up for like 10 episodes. It's kind of an EP that's an emotional journey through that process. And it's pretty hot. So you should you should pre-order it. So, sir, what <clears throat> actually inspired you to do this um, One Piece related um, album? Well, really, actually, this is the first time we've done anything like this. Uh, and Paul could attest to this, too. Normally, I would say, I'm going to do this. And this is what we're going to do. But this was actually a really kind of long process. This has been like a year and a half, two year long process, at least conceptually, because um, Geeky was was discussing, you know, y'all were discussing doing a few other projects. And there's Nerdcore Absolution Volume 3 and then We Are the Faithful. And I reached out to Paul and just kind of said, you know, maybe we should just try a model because I know Paul had had discussions with with some other artists about doing this but it's like you know let's do like a focused project where we just partner like you and I just partner we take this we are the faithful concept we pick a, a, a title that we really care about and just go in on it and that's pretty much where this came from so it was kind of it's actually the reverse of what I normally do it was that uh, that decision was made really before I, I got anything for the project. It's also the first time I've worked with a producer on a project. Normally I produce everything for myself. As you all know, I worked with a guy by the name of Atlas out of Atlanta and he just put his foot and his grandmama's feet and his ancestors feet in these beats. Damn. That's, that's pretty hot right there, man. No, it's real when you put your ancestors feet in there. <laughs> oh yeah. You know, get real right there, man. When you mess with them bones right there. Yeah. So if if you had to say one thing about this album to get somebody to purchase it, what what would you say right now? I think if you want to hear Luffy turn up hip hop style, then you should get this. I mean, I think if you want to say that, I think if you want to feel I think if you want if you want to hear something that is dope hip hop that sounds like hip hop and is and it's about something that you care about. And you like One Piece, you should get this. That thing, I think you should get it if you like great music. Um, that is it, talking about shooting people and 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 old thoughts, ratchets, who basically mama slept with. Yeah, you know. In other words, <clears throat> kind of like the way hip hop used to be when it was actually good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and even if you, I mean, it's got a good sound. I mean, it's it's good. Also, I mean, just a plug. This is a movement that I feel like you guys, I, I think you agree that this is something that you, you should support, like helping guys like myself, Richie Branson, Megan Rand, Sky Blue, all these guys who are doing hot stuff that's in a realm that you care about in this, in this anime space, this otaku space. We're all building a lot of steam right now. And in order for us to really build a more dominating presence amongst the music world we need the we need support for these sort of projects because the 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 supports i mean this is your movement as well as it's our movement and we are creating something together that's going to give that's going to continue the the process of giving more legitimacy to nerdy hip-hop otaku hip-hop nerdcore whatever you want to call it in the broader spectrum of music so I think I think this project's pretty important personally. But also if you wanna if you wanna hear something that sounds like your grandmama putting her foot in some cornbread and then making that cornbread 
I don't mean literally putting their feet in the cornbread, y'all. But, you know, if you want to hear some beats that sound like grandmama's cornbread good and then hear some dope lyrics over them, that's me. You know, that's what this project is. So Go eat your cornbread. <laughs> Not being super serious <laughs> at you for a second. Uh, you so know, I call it more than one thing. You but it's all. Uh, last question, though, man, um, before we let you go. Um, you know, normally you do a, like a lot of bleach related stuff and kind of like Naruto. So with this one piece um, deal, how was it going, you know, into that transition, considering that, you know, you didn't have stuff like bleach, anger and everything else going on? <laughs> it actually wasn't that difficult because the last project I did, Gateways, was more of a 50-50. It was probably 50 percent just straight hip hop. And I was just rapping about life and stuff and 50 percent nerdy content and and i'm just a huge nerd so nerdy stuff weaves into all my content but it was more like half the album was a was an album that strange music would put out or something and the other half of it was something that you'd hear nerdcore so um because of that because i I put myself in a mode of dropping a general project i was able to it wasn't super difficult for me to transition out into pretty much whatever it focused, refocusing on whatever I wanted to focus on because I'm I'm writing a project now that's another expansive, more just hip hop project. And the other thing, I guess um, process wise though, it was a little bit difficult to begin with, but that was partially because I had started watching One Piece a long time ago and stopped. So I had to pick up where I left off and then pull myself into this vein of, of, of how I was gonna write this. Cause I didn't want to write we are the faithful the way I wrote the lyrics for Bankai Flow and every Bleach thing I did or, you know, any anime rap I did where a lot of those things were completely in character, obviously so. Um, I, I guess that's not really where I am anymore. I wanted to do something that's more like, you know what I'm talking about, but it's something that you really feel just from a general standpoint too. So that's kind of where the, I think, I feel like this project is successful in, in accomplishing that too. All right, sir. Well, where can they purchase this CD for pre-order? And Pre- what kind of special do we have going on? Pre-order this thing, this awesome EP at geekyinkproductions.bandcamp.com. Of course, that is an affiliate of these guys, com. But um, geekyinkproductions.bandcamp.com. The album, again, is called We Are The Faithful. Go in there, pre-order it. And we have not just one, but two free exclusive tracks that are only coming with the Bandcamp order. Because this will be on iTunes and Amazon and B3 and all the other retailers you like. And feel free to support us there too. But we really want to give you something cool for this. And we've got like two really, 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 really hot free bonus tracks that you'll get only with the Bandcamp order. So keep that in mind. Project drops October 9th. If you want to support us before then, pre-order it. If not, October 9th is your day. And got some music videos coming. And uh, you should look out for those. Kadeshflow.com. Anyway, that's it. All right. right. Thanks, Kadeshflow. Thank you, Paul, Darrell. Appreciate it. No doubt, man. The man who can drop bars as well as play the trombone. You gotta do it, man.
Okay, and now, now it's let's time get to get out of here. here. <laughs> now let's get out of here. <laughs> All right, so I'll make this quick, just like Jarrell makes it quick every single night. Email us, podcast at tsunamifaithful.com. You know how to do that. <laughs> Rate and review the podcast in iTunes and Stitcher, and also soundcloud.com. And that is uh, soundcloud.com slash podcast. You can download the episode there. You can comment. You can like it there. We'd like to see a little bit more comments just to see how you guys, as you're listening, uh, what you guys want, what you guys think. So, uh, again, that's soundcloud.com slash podcast. Make sure you follow us there as well. Uh, like us on Facebook. It's facebook.com slash podcast. Follow us on Twitter at podcast, And you can tumble with us on Tumblr. It's tsunamifaithfulofficial.tumblr.com. And if you guys would like to help us out, as you know, we have a Patreon. It's patreon.com slash podcast. Hopefully soon we'll be coming up with some new prizes. Um, but if you guys want to donate right now, you don't have to get a prize. You can if you want, but you don't. Um, you can just donate there. It's patreon.com slash Tsunami Faithful Podcast. Be a so, mule. What? Be a be mule. A mule. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Or be like mule, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> what would mule do? Donate to Patreon. Woo. <laughs> Good mule. Good mule. Now we'll feed you. Take my money. <laughs> and uh, let us clarify, we're not having him on this time particularly because he's a Patreon. <laughs> we're having him on this time because we like him. Yeah. Yeah, he's a nice cool on for the money. No, he's a nice ass. <laughs> 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 Hell of an ass. <laughs> but anyway, and remember, you, you can visit podcast.tunamifaithful.com for all the episodes of the podcast. Also, episodes of Tsunami Show Rundown. And if you didn't notice in your feed, there is an episode of Tsunami Show Rundown in our podcast feed right now. So give it a listen because those guys cover all the shows, and we only cover two. Mm-hmm. Right. In length. And this is kind of just an experiment. So if it doesn't do so hot, then it won't be there. But if it does a lot better than what it's been doing on YouTube, then yes. Uh, it's currently beating our most recent episode. Probably yeah. because it's new. Yeah, but our <laughs> most recent episode just came out Saturday. So Saturday night. Just yeah, so I mean, it's still, it's still playing. So I don't think we're going to have any problem with that. So. Mm. I still love those guys anyway. I need to harass them next time I talk to them. Yeah, you the do. The Tsunami Show Rundown. I don't know. I think I need to make an unwelcome guest appearance on it. I know, man. We just need <laughs> a fucking not you? <laughs> okay, anyways. So hey, shut up. Get out of here. So, Meal, where can they find you? You can find me at rgod55 on Twitter. Jen, where can they find you? You can that. find me on... <laughs> Oh, jeez. You- <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I think someone's talking about me. <laughs> you Anyways. can find me on Twitter at Tarzana, and I also have an Ask FM. Send me questions. That's at Tarzana as well. Please send me questions. Yeah. All right. Uh, Jim, where can they find you, sir? You can find me at ZeroAlucard27 on Twitter. Uh, at Baystar underscore boy on PlayStation 4, at Rinoku95 on the Nintendo Network, and also I stream every Friday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern, 5.30 Pacific, on twitch.tv slash zeroalucard27. Uh, I'm not really decided on which game I'll play this week, but um, rest assured that I do stream every Friday without fail, unless I'm away or something, which I won't be for a while. 
And, um, yeah, um, I'd like to get more than 10 viewers this time for, uh, <laughs> for my Famicom Friday stream. So, yeah, every Friday at 8.30 Eastern, 5.30 Pacific on twitch.tv slash zero a la carte 27. All right, so Darrell, where can they find you, sir? You can find me at Ukami underscore Samurai Seven at Twitter.com. I also have an Ask FM that's um, Ask.fm backslash Ukami Seventy Five. Ask me some fucking questions, you dumb fucks. Everybody's so scared to ask the real questions. And if you want to send me any evil emails, you can do that. Darrell Maddox at TunamiPeople.com. Sketch, where can they find you? You can find me at Sketch1984 on Twitter. You can tumble with me, sketch1984.tumblr.com. That's also where you can ask me questions. But you can also ask me questions at ask.fm backslash sketch1984. If you have any suggestions and comments regarding the podcast, you can direct those to sketch at tsunamifaithful.com and podcast at tsunamifaithful.com. And yeah, we're still putting off the reading of... Uh, Listener mail, still got to find the time to sort through. We, we've been busy. But I've been thinking, if we have enough of them piled up, that maybe we'll just do an extra show to cover our backlog of mail that's worth reading. It's probably not going to be more than like 30 minutes, but we may in fact do something like that. I got I was it. kicking around that idea. There's maybe. our holiday. Actually, there's our holiday show. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I don't want to wait till then. Uh, even if we wait till sessions, maybe. <laughs> nah. I did consider see. doing it on the absolution sessions, and I think we'll probably do an absolution session this Saturday. Maybe don't necessarily completely hold me to that, but yeah, I yeah, we'll, we'll do an absolution session <laughs> this Saturday. I, I think. I like the absolution sessions. I get to abuse people on the freaking um, YouTube channel. Yeah, it's always fun. Up, and uh, there is something that I'd like to talk about regarding the next episode's podcast. But first, Paul, where can they find you? In a dump. <laughs> In a chin bottle. So you can find me on Twitter at Paul Pascrillo. You can find me on Instagram at Paul Pascrillo. And you can also ask me questions. It's ask.fm slash Paul Pascrillo. And uh, hopefully you'll be nicer than this crew right here. But um, Unlikely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably not. <laughs> All it's in good delightful. fun. All it's okay to have fun. high hopes. <laughs> yeah, I wonder sometimes. <laughs> All right, here's your little preview for the next episode. He's coming back. The one, the only Alex Von David here Woo! to talk about Sword Art Online 2. Yeah, I suppose for the last time. Support so, the Sword Art Online 2 post-mortem, as it were. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, once again, we're going to give you the opportunity to ask him questions, and you can email those to podcast at tsunamifaithful.com or tweet them, Tsunami Talkbacks. So do that, or we won't have any questions, then I'll be sad. And for God's sakes, be respectful. Yes, please. Both sides, you have been put on notice. Show Anything disrespectful will not get, it won't even get broadcasted. It won't get, get read. End of it. It won't get read, and uh, yeah, you can uh, go cry off in your little corner. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry about it. The more you cry, the less you pee, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure if that's scientifically sound, but okay. <laughs>
Hey, my oh, grandma yeah, used to tell me that when she whooped my ass. We had a really great turnout, at least in listenership, for the finale of Kill a Kill. So we're hoping that we have a great listenership for the finale of Sword Art Online 2, which, of course, is a very divisive show. <laughs> but we have faith that you will find the conversation interesting, regardless of what side you're on. Because we are the Tsunami Faithful, we have faith. Yeah. Um, okay, that was stupid. <laughs> thank you for listening to the Tsunami Faithful podcast. Thank you for listening each and every week, and we look forward to your listenership in the future. Catch you next week. Deuces! <laughs> <laughs>